0: From the backwoods in the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan
1: Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. And good morning. Welcome in, Big and Wild Outdoors. That's right. It is the big and wild outdoors. So that means it's Saturday morning all across the, this country. That's just cool. Some are sleeping in. Some are out already in the boat. Some are doing whatever they need to be doing to get ready for hunt season. If you're not already in the south zone getting it done. But uh, in the studio this morning, it is not Braden Gun. He is uh, taking a little vacation with the it, family. It just so, got
0: awful quiet all of a
1: sudden.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, we could get a word in.
1: Well, you might. We'll see how that works out. Hopefully that um, – I won't uh, derail you anything over there, Carlos. That's Carlos Lopez. What's up? What's up? Filling in for Jonathan Swindle, who has moved down to fill in for Glenn, and I, of course, moved down one for Braden. Yeah. And, of course, Bill George always on the end, uh, the guy that always instigates. The anchor. That, well, you can call it what you want, but you might be at the end of it before it's over with. The <laughs> <An> agitator. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, uh, what is it, the saying, the stuff that rolls downhill? I'm it just ends saying. up in Bill George's lap. That's what <laughs> happens, So uh but it is a great morning so if you're going to be out doing some fishing i've seen a lot of people pulling their boats and kayaks in the truck this morning trying to get out there before the rains come in this afternoon which um uh, man i will tell you we have been getting quite a bit of rain and th- those creeks and uh little tributaries are flowing some water into those bigger water bodies and man the fish many, bite is on how
0: many pumps have you wore out at work
1: uh we're not wearing them out but uh it definitely their been, tongues are hanging out but, well we've knocked <laughs> the dust off of them they've been sitting idle for many many months and uh but it is just part of the beast of uh, this time of the year where uh, if it ain't a hurricane or a tropical depression I was about to say, just it'll be, at least rain. it'll
0: be prepped for hurricane season
1: yeah hopefully we won't get any and of that, we don't have to have any of that especially with what we see going on over there in uh hawaii area but uh i, I hate it's them but i'm glad it's not us so uh but you know we're oh, right God. here this this time of the year is when the uh, hurricane season really gets cranked up. This month into September is uh, the time of the year that's really busy for us. But right now, everything looks good, and I hope it stays that way. Yes, for me too. But uh, I know this week, uh, getting out, listening to some fishing stories, and, of course, getting to see a few. Uh, again, the, with the, all this water being moved, uh, one of our discharge areas, I went to check it make sure we weren't flooding anything out downstream. And, of course, when I shine the light in it, uh, a speckled catfish jumped up out of the water like it was a mullet and i was like look at that i need to get my fishing pole out for this here area but uh but yes it is a good time to take advantage of the water that's moving into those areas and uh, picking up the the bigger fish looking for that bait fish coming through or the wounded fish whichever the case is um but it i've caught a lot of really nice big bass with uh, moving water after a heavy rain so yep Uh, I've been looking and I've got a couple of places picked out. I just got to find the time to get there. But, uh, of course, last week, uh, while y'all were in here and I left, I did uh, get the opportunity to go out and do some fishing and uh, a little bit of gator hunting as well. And, uh, I, I surely enjoyed it. Well, i can't say one
0: thing about the game because i'm sitting here looking at my uh, i know it it's cell, like uh it's the glenn my, kinman show my, my cell camera <laughs> <laughs> hey we're well, listening like you, to hey, you, man like because, you said Braden's not here yeah. so we're letting you know everybody's able to get a word in edgewise yeah but i'm uh scrolling through the pictures from the old cell phone cameras and it looks like the deer were moving pretty good last night too so
1: well there you yeah. go again it's at nighttime when you wasn't there and if of course, hopefully that'll change. Well, this, these are uh, some of these are lake whales pictures, so we're not quite there yet to be uh, pursuing them. Well, they were taking advantage of that bright moon that we have outside. So, and
3: it is big. I'm I'm kind of looking forward. I think I'm going to be on the water tonight. Yeah, and uh, you won't need a spotlight. Well, I was telling Glenn on the way in that you know, there's a lot of times on these full moon nights. A lot of people say, oh, I don't like to hunt alligators at night on full moon. But if you can catch them in the right situation, I can see I can see their wakes and the ripples and where they're going without any light whatsoever just because of the moon. you seeing that reflection off of them, and I can chase them down and get on them. And once they start to settle down, then I can flip on the lights and, and actually well, you, look for the, the uh, lights. Last... You
0: were the first person I thought of this morning when yeah. I walked outside, and I could see the yard illuminated. Because I remember last year when me and Ava went with you that one night, it was a full moon, and she was flipping out because you were like, there's a gator over there, and Ava's like, I don't see him, like that, and I said, just, Mr. Bill knows what he's looking for, just relax, (laughs) and flip the light on, and there'd be a little
3: six or seven footer, she would flip out. Well, I turned around, I I got a chance to be out on the water. We had had some, uh, let's say, boat motor issues, and I jumped on the boat with somebody else the other night, and... I'm sitting there at night with a pair of binoculars, looking at all the different alligators, just with the natural light that we had a week ago, and and it uh, it you know just sitting there watching them. They're like you can really see those alligators with the binoculars. Or the night no, night vision? No, I said they a regular pair of binoculars. But trying to get an idea. Yeah, it's what called they moonlight. Are. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, whenever the light is out like that, uh, any kind of ambient light as well, you could take advantage of them because. Those binoculars generally will pick up. And if you got a calm, slick surface, then it's really a lot easier to pick it up and follow it.
2: Especially if you have a decent pair of binoculars. It gathers a lot of light. Well, I used to have a good pair. What happened?
1: They fell from the tree stand. And then they broke. I didn't have them for about two weeks this past (laughs) hunting season. (laughs) But who made them? Bushnell. Dude, send them back and get them fixed. Yeah, man. I did. And I told them what exactly happened. And uh, that's not part of the warranty. Uh, no, but they did offer to give me another set that uh, was of equal value for, I think, $100 off or $50 off. But anyway, that's another day and you time. You can trade
2: those in next time. I got a monocular. Big, one of those big box stores, <laughs> uh, you know, they do those trade-ins. You can take advantage of that, I can go too. in there
1: and put me on some of that, uh, what is that, heavy tape or heavy glue and the Gorilla Glue and put them back together and say, look at here. That's really not a bad idea. I might try that.
2: (laughs) It might work. (laughs) Either that or you could just always go fishing. (laughs)
1: That's right. But uh, again, this past weekend, uh, one thing I did notice on the water over in uh, the Polk County area is the panfish were on beds. There was a couple of pontoon boats that were set up, anchored out, and uh, they were – you could just smell the fish. So when you had this full moon – uh, right now that we're, we're currently experiencing, the uh, the fish are on bed trying to get this last. Uh, it's probably the last hoorah of the panfish before, before uh, the fall kicks in. And But uh, I know those folks, even up into where I, I was thinking, okay, they're going to leave. Because we were trying to set up and hunt uh, gators where they were at. And they were probably thinking, I wish these guys would go away. And uh, But they were definitely on them because they didn't want to leave even whenever it, it started getting dark.
2: Were they yanking them in? You were watching they were them?
1: catching them man and i I know right where they were at but of course getting back over there uh, during the week didn't happen but they mm-hmm. definitely had them going
3: on now when Doug called in last week I had mentioned where I knew some good gators were being taken uh did did y'all go to that spot yes yes yeah. we did <laughs> was was but that's always
1: been that was always kind of my spot to go on a Polk County tag anyhow and a, a lot of people has figured that out as well because there was multiple boats on the water. And uh, that was doing some gator hunting as well.
3: Were the gators there?
1: Uh, for us, it, yes, they were there because uh, we already know a 12, a little over 12 foot came out on opening night up there. And then uh, that same lady ended up with eleven four um on Saturday morning, just for daylight. And then we were there Saturday evening, and uh, we were able to fill Doug's last tag for his Polk County. And it was right at 10 foot. So the gators were there um but so was the other hunters cuz I could see their lights flashing and uh, scouting over the waterways.
2: One of those was probably Bill.
1: It could have been, mm-hmm. he was just trailing us. Yep. Tagging along again. Mm-hmm. You know. Light
2: <laughs> watching with his binoculars. Light, what do you
1: talk about light? I know the ninja over there.
0: If you
3: you wouldn't see no light until right
0: before yeah. he's all yeah. of a
3: sudden there. Oh. No, I I haven't been on the water. It's been a, it's been a really weird season. Almost no tags in the first go week for me. And um, then then when we did go out. Did I just hear that the, right?
2: Yeah. I think so. He, so. He, what, he
3: said he had a job? Reach,
1: uh, I don't know. Yeah. Reach over <laughs> and fill his forehead and <laughs> make sure he's, like, not warm or something.
2: I don't something. know. It looks, he's beating up a little bit. But, so, but you yeah.
1: always got to know. Bill George, he's like the Iceman. He doesn't worry about nothing until about October the 30th. <laughs> And then he's got two
3: days to fill twenty tax. Yeah, and I'm, tur- to, and I'm usually <laughs> he, with him. Then he looks like an episode <laughs> of Small People them. with Troy Landry. <laughs> I, I no, gotta I, get them done, guys. Come on! I, I tell people, I sit there and says, "Y'all go sort out the little ones, take all the small ones out of there, and then clear out all the riffraff." Yeah, then then I'll come in and I have less to sort through. And he's oh. not as selective
1: <laughs> as that point because crunch time is upon him. But but yes, it's uh. It is a little different whenever usually you could send Bill a text, ask him about any kind of uh, proposals, that which actually has come out this week from the FWC. Um, and we'll get to that when we come back. But, uh, you know, it's kind of just strange when I send Bill a text or call him and he doesn't answer. He's just not available anymore. Yeah, I'm having to work.
2: Let's call the J-O-B. <laughs> you know, i saw him in his khakis i was like that ain't right that just ain't right i never seen the man in khakis
1: i well, <laughs> hey, couldn't wait to put on that
2: shirt business this in the front party in the back <laughs> yeah well i don't know before it was all party right you know but uh, later
1: on in the show uh we have some callers calling in today uh, a couple of your buddies mr carlos uh from osceola outdoors
2: yeah we got mike Tussey calling in around 8 30 uh one of the premier places in florida you know uh i think he's been established since like 2000 or so and then uh he's got a, a guest um tom rickwalder from the nra is with him right. this weekend so uh we'll probably get to talk to both of them that's going to be awesome
1: and that'll be a good time as well and of course uh you can see i got a bag full of goodies up here on the countertop and uh Hopefully we'll get to get to those later on in the show and kind of share them and get a little insight on, uh, how we need to, how I need to set it up and
2: why are they in the bag because what? I don't want to let it out
1: yet. Oh man. It's Glenn. I don't want to let the light out of the bag yet. Oh, okay. Or the camera. So there you go. Now, you know, what's no, in the it's bag. like that. It's just like that. It's like that. So
2: oh, you got a camera that, yeah, you'll be using that next year. Next year. This Cause year? it'll take me that long By to figure favorite, it out. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. <laughs>
1: Well, again, this past week if uh as we were talking about the gators, you know you've seen a couple of tragic stories um one that was real tragic and the one that was uh turned out had a good ending but uh I tell you it's just it with the lady in South Carolina and the dog with the gator coming up to grab the dog and of course fighting the dog uh, the gator off of the dog, she ends up taking the uh, worst end of it and uh man, I tell you it's um you see those stories people walking their dogs around the bodies of water. And then the gator comes out to get it, man. That's uh, there was a discussion this week that I had that was like, "What do you do? Do you let go of the the leash? You
3: let go of the leash. Yep, there is no question. You let go of the leash.
2: There's millions of dogs that need adoption. You know,
3: uh, you know
1: it's and you're right. There's just so many. But um, in conversation over, there's people that love their dogs like it's their kid. Yeah. So at that point, you just fight for. You no, know, you're, but you're the, fighting. But, but at that it,
3: point, the the alligator didn't have the dog; it had the leash. If you let go of it, guess what?
1: Two things could happen: good, he could good, let go of the leash, or he hangs on and drags it on in.
3: Yeah, but chances are he's not gonna. The dog has a good chance when all they have is the leash.
2: Most people now have those leashes. Oh, the with gator the long had the cord. leash; he didn't have the dog. You know? Yeah, well, most of the people have those leashes that are like twenty feet long. You know, the retractable ones. Have a knife, cut the line. You know, it's going to go right through the. the teeth. Oh,
3: that's we can't have people with well, weapons
0: walking here, around. Well, oh, here, here's nice my man. whole thing, and Pocket you may knife. you it's talked good. about this with your dog. You know, when you're down by a body of water like that, and you're in a gator-infested area, it's
3: kind of you, you mean know, Florida. Well, it's an getting it an awareness thing. I mean, Shouldn't they're everywhere. Be, yeah, They're an alligator can be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But in a mud puddle,
2: I've seen them in the woods. Yeah,
3: walking around
1: looking oh, for yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We are Big and Wild Outdoors. Got to take a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. And welcome back Big and Wild Outdoors. Good morning, Hank. (laughs) I bet he's doing good. Yeah. Sure. Yes. (laughs) He just gets up in the morning and does whatever he wants. Almost Walk, like what Bill Jordan. out on used
0: his front porch with a cup of coffee, sit back, and what do I want to shoot today, or catch, or whatever.
1: That's about right. But uh, this past week, uh, again, with you know, with the with the alligators and uh, the attacks that we've had, some of them were like, "What are you thinking?" Whenever you get out there in the water, wee hours of the morning, when the gators are most active. Uh, luckily for that young lady, that uh, she was able to fight it off and move on. And, of course, the six-foot alligator was uh, taken out of the waterways, uh, just doing what it normally would do, and that's eat in the morning hours or late night. But, uh, again, that was a good, that was a, a better ending yes. to the track situation. But the animals apparently to be uh, out and about doing their own thing and kind of on a, a vengeance because of the things that was going on all across. I was, the more I read this week of uh, outdoor news, I guess it would be, the 10-year-old boy attacked by the bear up there in Yellowstone. Uh, the wolves that the judge uh, put on halt, no hunting in the, for the wolves in Washington State, the ones that was killing all the livestock, and uh, put a injunction on that to keep that from happening. But, Bill, you received something from the FWC this week, and then I was kind of looking through my stuff, and there is a new survey out for potential rule changes for the 2019 hunting season. Uh, what do you
3: got for us? Well, one of the biggest things is, is they are actually talking about going to an annual bag limit on deer no way really there is not 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 two a day day. every day of the season for a realistic no well i shouldn't say realistic but you could legally kill 400 and some deer in the state of florida which
2: is ridiculous which
3: is ridiculous okay but they're actually talking and it's something i was involved in uh, Quite a while back, in, in and some minute. of the discussions. Let me play the Bill George. Is it legal? Is it what legal to kill four hundred something deer? Yes. Then how is it ridiculous? It's ridiculous. I'm just that's that's, that's too many. ridiculous. But I mean, how many
1: people do you know that does that?
3: That kills four hundred? Yeah, realistically, I don't you say. know a lot that kill four hundred, but I've known some that killed a lot more than let's say thirty. Yes, right. Which I, I still, would, I would which I still think, think is too much. You think Florida has a Robust enough deer population to support one person getting that many deer okay.
1: depends on what part of the state you ask me that question. Let me let me let me play Braden Gun over here. All right, all right. So we have a guy that can oh, take thirty <laughs> deer. You've been
2: hanging with him too long, I think.
1: <laughs> but how many people are out there that doesn't get a deer at all? That buys a hunting license that just may not have the opportunity more, to even go, but one or twice a more, year. More
2: than thirty. Th- there's a lot so of people. He's
1: just taking. Their bag limit. He's just taking one from them that couldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's wrong with that?
3: Well, they should That's charge him for the opportunity the to fill their bag limit. Well, they had it, but they just couldn't go because they got a new the, yeah, job. Yeah, so they should be getting compensated for that. So,
1: but if I don't know you uh, personally, then whoa, how would whoa. I compensate? <laughs> wait, <laughs> compensated? Well, hey, we to get
3: you a ground burger sandwich. But,
1: look,
2: but, man, unless you have a walk-in cooler, you have nowhere to store thirty deer seriously well, that's well, just what a they're little talking too much. about
3: going to is and it is in the this, this every rule change goes through a series of, of bs well through discussions first it, it's discussed amongst uh, people who propose the rules and then if there's a technical group like in this case there's a deer uh, management technical group mm-hmm. it was discussed at that location and they made their recommendations or suggestions to what they thought about to the agency. Then that went back. It went into the internals of the agency, the executive director the leadership team, and now they are moving forward with the next phase, which is to open it up for the general public, which is they're looking at the possibility of going to three bucks and two does, does. Yep. and actually having some form of hunter log and report within 24 hours
1: i'm
2: good with that i think i did the survey and i think well that.
1: i was trying to go through the survey this morning and the the app failed so i'm not sure if it was a time limit uh if i didn't make it within the reasonable time to answer a question but yeah. um so it went away but are you saying that it was looking at possibly three bucks two does three bucks two does and but whenever i noticed uh, in the last couple of years the dose have really been taken off the table because of the claim that there's not enough does to support uh, those well, opportunity you, hunts. However, you're saying that they're looking at maybe opening it up for three and two.
3: Where would but, you, but you would still have to take those two within the confines of the rules of allowing to take. So you could maybe get them in archery season if does were open in archery season or your doe weekend or or whatever else that they have or in north florida it's a doe week still um you would still have to take those within the confines of that and if you had deer deprivation permits those bag limits wouldn't necessarily apply you know to the deprivation permits
1: why would you just not move those deer to another area than just have them just
3: they are they're going to move them to somebody's it's table <laughs> yeah they're going to move them to owls wild meats <clears throat> but but that's very real you know a lot of people out there you know find that that's a very reasonable if you look at the hunter surveys that have occurred over the last 10 plus years the hunters have really supported going to some form of an annual bag limit the majority of the people do not need more than five deer in their household. Okay? Per person. Per person. I mean if you have a Why are a husband you looking at wife? me when you say that? He's
1: looking right at you, Jonathan,
0: like yeah. uh but- I cannot help that I am a carnivore, that I love eating venison.
3: Okay? Oh, no. And, I'm and sorry. I will say this. When it comes to the panfish challenge or whatever else, there's a pan there's a pan mm-hmm. of food there and guess what it has in it? Venison or pork or something that's come from it's the wild. I, love you, I mean bill. but it comes from the kitchen with love but in your case you would have the ability to get five in your name yeah five in your wife's name oh yeah how many can your kids get five a piece yes you, sir you think 20 deer in your family would be sufficient so bill
1: this uh the proposal has come out i've seen it uh, again That. Uh, the deadline, what was the deadline on it when they are wanting to make the that potential proposal or change?
3: Well, w- the way it will go right now is it's open for public comment. They're going to listen to what the public has to say on it. And then it will go and there will be a draft rule that would go at the end of this year to the commission meetings. It would go in draft form. Then the commissioners would actually get to weigh in on it depending on what they pass in draft rule, it would come back well, in usually February for a final adoption and then would be implemented for the, the following year.
2: Well, I, I think, you know, I, I came, I moved down to Florida 15 years ago. Um, when I got down here and I found out that you could shoot that many deer, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, you know, because I came from where you can take two, you know, during bow hunting, muzzle loading, or regular gun season. Um, I but that was a, two
1: I, bucks and how many does? Or is that just strictly two deer, period? Two,
2: two bucks and and you have to apply for doe permits. And, you know, that's what I was used to. So, you know, I... Well, when but I got you here, remember when I saw where you, you were from,
0: take, you shoot two bucks up there, you're talking like 400 pounds of meat. No, nah,
2: I mean, well, you know, yeah, two of them, but... Yeah, dude, you know, y'all got
0: some bruisers up there.
2: I, I still have a lifetime license that actually came in the mail last week. You know, bear tags come in and, and turkey... Um, tags all my tags came in but i i agree that there's just too many deer uh, not enough here in florida i think to sustain guys being able to take 30 plus you know I well mean. here's
1: what i see you get three three deer two does three bucks two does does that apply is that going to apply as well on the management land yes because if i go to green swamp and i take out three three bucks and i shoot two does then the next year they say well hmm uh, our doe population is down, uh,
3: so now it's no does in Green Swamp. Some will go to Richmond, which, which there already is in gun season. You shoot no does in Green Swamp.
2: So how? But you can shoot say- it in archery. If there's a loophole, Bill's going to find it.
3: So why no. would you propose two does that you know you're not going to allow to happen no,
2: in the y- long run? you
3: can take two within the state, but you still have to conform to the confines of the state. Once you start putting more structure into this, you know, the overall goal, let's take out some of the barriers to some of these areas, and, well, you know. And I think the biggest thing, too,
0: is is it's just like the horn restrictions. You start kind of. I don't want to say bottlenecking this deal, because the guy I was talking to about this at the shop this week, or last actually it was last Saturday after the show. You know, you start doing some of this, you get an age structure into the into the herd itself, because you're going to have guys that are going to say, okay, I've got three bucks, so I'm going to let that spike or four point or whatever walk and grow, and you know, but, but then I you're also going tander. to have, well, but you're also going to have those that's going to do, you know, have start having twins and triplets and everything else when there's not so many to have to support on the
1: land. You're so, crazy. I got pr- pictures to prove it. So we got to take a break. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. And welcome back. Big and wild outdoors. Before the break, if you'd like to uh, – you got any comments or any opinions about it, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. Keep it handy in case you want to call later. Maybe we just bore you and you want to in- interject on something that may be of interest. Yep. 888-404-1010. Well, and uh, before the break, we were talking about the proposal that came out in the email
3: okay. form. So, Bill, is it on their website I, at this time? Or I have it- not found it on the website. I know they just sent out emails starting yesterday. That I started seeing the emails start coming out, but they'll get it up on the website. They sometimes the people who edit the website are a little bit further delayed than Backed that. Up. But all these comments are going to be going, you know, over the next month plus, where where they're taking comments on what what it is that you think that they should be doing. And they actually do listen to the comments and and everything else. You, and you did your Braden Gunn
0: impersonation. Now I'm going to do mine. I, I, I will. so, but basically, is this going to tell the FWC <laughs> that now they need to start using data to make their decisions instead of political pressure? Is that close? Not yeah. so much. The voice was a little off. But
3: but oh. but they are you know, one of the things that like this hunter survey or hunter log and and some of it's going to do right now there's a lot of people that don't have to get a license yeah. with the state of Florida. One of the talks is that the people who are hunting who are in those exempt statuses still would have to sign up in order to do their deer reporting. So we would actually be able to survey those people and account for how many people are really in hunting that are under the age of 16 yeah. or over the age of, what, 65, where where you don't have to have the, the license anymore. Yep. So it, it'll give us some, some view out there, just a little bit more of what's going on yeah, in our we'll state, which data. will give us some more complete data. There you go. Okay.
1: Well, if it really... Uh- I'm not opposed to that if, if it's three and two um, because right now, that really, if you're not an archery hunter, then that would give you an opportunity to take a
3: couple of does throughout the season, not particularly on the weekends that are allotted for. No, you still have to conform to those weekends. You just can't exceed two. That's what I'm saying. You would be able to take it between the from the opening of gun
1: season if you're not an archery hunter. You could take the two does no. Or would that exclude? Well, why would you still have a dough weekend if you give somebody an opportunity to take two doses?
3: They would don't. You not they take don't it don't out? automatically get two does. You when you get to two does, you're done. Yeah. Well, how do they know I got my two does? Because you're yeah. going to have to report, report them. them. But I'm not going to. I'm not. You're not, not going to report, report them. them? That's right. Oh, if I'm not going to oh, go, oh, go oh, on oh, dough weekends. and you're worried about break, how the break, alligators, take of a me. break. Break. <laughs> break.
1: They're going to have to revamp that that questionnaire. Because if you're telling me that I can go three bucks, two does, and now I'm going to still have to use my two does on dough weekend. So it's really not the opportunity to take five deer a year. Because if you can't go on doe weekend, or you don't see a dough on dough weekend, and then you see them the week before or the week after, you can't take it. Is that what you're well, telling me? Well, the, the way it was explained is? to me, then why they, even when have they it? implement this. You just this, call us they're... and tell us that you got three bucks and two does whenever that day happens. Well, but
0: the way it was explained to me, when they implement this, there's not going to be any more dough weekends. Well, well,
1: that's that was, not how I that was it.
0: how it was explained to me. Am I wrong or am I right? That's not what
3: I've seen.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, in the questionnaire, when you got additional comments, opportunity to interject something like that, you need to clarify
3: it. you need to say, I would like to take these deer throughout the season. Throughout the season.
1: If you're telling me I can take the two does doing archery, and I don't archery hunt, but I have to go on the weekend and that gives me two days to go out and take two does. That opportunity may not even happen. Correct. So I'm just okay. Now I got to find three bucks. Yeah, which is still a challenge in itself. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: because you it, got an antler restriction. It's like we were talking. If you're about,
1: hunting in a different part of the state.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. we were talking about it during the break. And Carlos made the comment about somebody shooting that many deer and it's going to hurt your land. You know, for, for private guys. Well, I can talk for private people because I've got two pieces of property that I manage, and you've hunted with me before in a lease. You know, we have five dough tags that we get for the property. But one of the other things that we would utilize is the doe weekends and the archery to kind of get our population in balance. And that was mo- one of my things when I heard this was, what's it going to affect for somebody like me who gets dough tags? Well, let me ask this like here. That. Let
3: me tell you this: there's something that was being talked about is if your property gets dough tags, yeah. Those doe that's the does that you take. You don't get to, you know. The two does additional.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Bill and Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Why? Talking about Jonathan's property, going up there and hunting. Does after doe, after doe, after doe. (laughs) Yep. Does everywhere. But you can go to Green Swamp and you're telling me, you know, when out there, that particular one, the doe population is on a kind of I I don't know. You don't really see a lot of does, but the doe population you is, don't see a lot of deer near yeah. it <laughs> but they're not saying they're not there <laughs> correct it's thick but why is the doe population not as high in that management area as it is on
3: jonathan's 600 acres what's jonathan's soil look like when white green swamp which one no which no, <laughs> <it, laughs> one it, <laughs> it probably has a little better nutrition in the soil in that uh, then, then your green swamp. That's because
2: of the horn max and all that other stuff He done. Maybe over there. analogics. Everything. Listen, like that. I don't. But you, but I don't you know what I, I just thought of something. Hold on, that's not fair to Jonathan either, because if he gets five for his property, the way you explained it earlier is he, his daughter, each one can have two. Yeah. Your wife. That's you no, know. But, that's eight. You know, eight deer. But, but if he, he gets five know, tags. He doesn't, he,
1: doesn't, he doesn't get to hunt the does. That's what I am no. saying. But does Jonathan, that
2: apply for the whole family? or does. How many, of, just, the, how many of those tags
3: How many of those deer on the property are yours? None. None of them. None of them. So what the doe tags do is give Jonathan flexibility in order to harvest deer that are on his property. He does not own any of those deer. They're just as much my deer as his
2: deer. That's mumbo jumbo. All right, but you well, notice that he, I'm, didn't, I'm, even, I'm he talking, didn't even break he, a sweat. He, he can go and take eight, eight deer. <laughs> I just laughing. Jonathan's
3: calculating. I, gonna, well, no, no, go.
0: Go. <laughs> my response to that is, is yes, I agree with you. They're not my deer, but I can go on there and pull up picture after picture after picture, and I'm one of those guys. Uh, I can look at a. I'm looking for stuff on deer markings and things like that, and I can tell you who the resident. Deer are that I know that live on the property. Correct. And for somebody who's a land manager, when your carrying capacity is number X and you need to kill number Y, but yet now you're going to pigeonhole me by saying, okay, well, you got five doe tags. You know, Glenn made a perfect point. You're better
3: off not having doe tags and just turn around. Yeah, don't and, that, that's,
0: and that's my thing is, is it's like, okay, so why am I wasting bring more
3: people in their hunt?
0: Well, and that's the whole thing is. is Yeah, Jonathan, bring more. Yeah. yeah. we we'll leave. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, They're being big and wild doe weekend. Uh, well, but that's my, what, exactly my point is because he can tell you because he's been on the property. One of the things we've tried to do with the doe days and the tags is generally every year I try to take ten to fifteen does between the house side and the swamp side of the property in North Florida, because just frankly because when we started to feed them and everything else, the production's gone up, the deer are healthier. I'm, you know, maybe I mean, you got to quit feeding, well, him, Jonathan. Yeah. That's,
2: does that apply to Save your, your guest as well? Yeah. Let's say you have Glenn go over and I go over. Can we? Oh, stick this a one to my left,
0: I, it, the one sitting to my left ain't scared shooter to I can tell you that right now. He's good at it. He's really good at it. My daughter was taking care of most of that. to
1: say, way, daughter's <laughs> pretty good at it too. <laughs> but anyway, well, it'd be interesting.
0: But you to see, see what that. I'm saying? That's what I'm no. saying. Is is it's you know no.
3: what what incentive? How many acres do you have in North Florida? Seven hundred and fifty. You're not managing much. Huh. Coming from a guy over there. Okay, well, hey, I'm just saying. Right. At seven hundred fifty acres, you are not job. having a significant impact. on on just about anything in the area by yourself. I can tell you mm-hmm. this
1: much. His neighbors to the north appreciate it because they're poaching his property. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, that they, they're helping late, out.
1: That happened in Lake Wells, dude. Stop it. Well, it <laughs> happened up there, too, in the North Florida. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. So, we already know. They're they're helping this population <laughs> out.
2: Well, we are big man, and wild. Well, oh, you got saved. <laughs> saved. Uh-huh.
1: Saved <laughs> by save the... me. Let's go. Aaron no. knows what to do. We are big and wild. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. If you need a new rap, go check our friends out out there at Sign Parrot. Tell John Big a Wild Situation." And welcome back. Big a Wild Outdoors. I tell you what, I understand why Brayden says, dude, y'all need to talk about all that stuff when we're on the air. Let's go. No, nah, I don't want to hear it again. Right. I already heard it once. Well, we've
0: just worked <laughs> out all the kinks. You can tell us what we can say and what we can't say.
1: <laughs> well, welcome back. And uh, I want to mention, too, Braden sent me this uh, message uh, last night, uh, not to forget to mention the Florida Youth at Heart. Yes, sir. Second annual banquet. And, uh, Jonathan, I know you you and your family are planning on attending. I'm, I'm sure we'll be there. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what that program is? I know we had to uh, – was Alyssa call us last week? Alyssa, they um,
0: they do the program. What, what got us really involved, and I never got to say this last week uh, – you know we were good friends with some of the Varn family and they they were some of the major members um they let some of the kids go hunting on their land and that was some of the people that reached out to us and got us involved and of course I'm friends with listen all them but uh it's a great program and I don't think that they they sometimes people like that don't pat themselves on the back enough in my opinion because what she's saying is the god's honest truth uh they take people in bad situations, they take people who you know physical disabilities and stuff like that, and basically they send them on their dream hunt you know i mean they she's had people me doing the hog hunts we're doing we're selling a hog hunt tonight in the auction um they've had people have contacted us about doing hog hunts she's had kids that want to do gator hunts they do gator hunts i mean you you name it, they do it, and they take care of the whole thing, and it's a whole family deal versus okay well we're you know glenn you your dream hunt is to go you know shoot whatever i want to just get three bucks and two does god here we go (laughs) but you know your dream hunt is to go to texas and shoot a deer well they make it happen you know i mean but it's not you know glenn you don't have to go by yourself it's glenn you can go and we're going to take your whole family with you so you know it gets everybody involved My,
2: my dream hunt is a red stag in new zealand
1: you couldn't find one of them in Argentina while
2: you was down there? No, no. I, I the doves a, were just too thick. No, I did shoot a black buck antelope, though.
1: So, Well, yeah. that's, well you already got that bucket, The black buck. Huh? The black buck.
2: Hey, I'll take it, man.
1: There you go, you dude. Know? But again, that's tonight. It kicks off at 6 o'clock. Dinner will be served at 730. If you're interested, uh, I think there was still a few tickets available uh, once they're gone. So you might want to check it out and give them a call. Uh, How would they make contact with uh, to find out if there's any tickets available? Other than because it says they will not have any at the door if they're sold out. So if they're going to go out there, it's going to be held at the Plant City National Guard Armory. They're on Airport Road. That's, um, what was that, 4004 Airport Road in Plant City. Again, that kicks off at 6 o'clock tonight. There's still a few tickets available. Uh, dinner at 7.30, some great raffle items, some auction stuff that they'll be doing. You'll be uh, giving away. I,
0: I will make a quick text and find out if someone's phone number that they can uh, call or I need to ask for, for permission to see.
1: Well, you could – tell you what <laughs> the simplest thing is. If you have it, uh, go to our Big & Wild wow Facebook page. Yeah, the the link is right there. there. Uh, click on it. All the information's there. You can purchase a ticket that, at that point. Uh and then, of course, if there's none available. I'll wait.
0: Actually, I'll wait to 8 o'clock hour to make that text because a young lady I'm fixing to text has two brand-new twins at the house, so I don't think I want to poke that bear. Not yet.
1: <laughs> oh, she'll just take it out on you when you see it tonight. <laughs> You're giving away three hunts. Yeah, well. <laughs> you just thought it was one, Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, again, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great event. I didn't make it last year to that one. It looks like uh, Braden said it, he's planning on attending. Uh, I'm not sure, but. It's it's the only thing, well, like she said last week,
0: too, that's the only, and no offense to any anybody else, because everybody else does a great job on the banquets that we go to, that is the only banquet buying a sponsor table that you walk up and there are these lovely tumblers like I drink out of all the time. And not only that, there's tumblers, there's goodie bags, there's all kinds of stuff. But, oh, yeah, FYI, there's a nice, beautiful, brand-new rifle sitting right in the middle of the table that you get no
1: questions asked for the sponsor yes not everybody at the table gets one yes well so and, you, and and, and i you mean you draw sticks and well takes and it home
0: no well, and they do other
1: packages Whoever writes the check how's that
0: there you go they do other pa- i've jo- entered into I, negotiations to
1: jonathan to say yeah so i'll come sit at his table well i've on. entered
0: into negotiations already with my father and them about the one that's going to be on our table but um and it is a savage 308 this year, so that's you know I'm kind of partial to 308 calibers, um, but and I mean like they're they're very good about with your other sponsor ticket people that buy sponsor tickets and stuff like that as far as giving you raffle tickets and I mean it's it's a very a very lucrative investment.
1: Well, again, that is tonight kicks off at six o'clock at the uh, Plant City national guard armory that's 4004 airport road plant city and again you can check it out this florida youth at heart second annual banquet on our big and wild facebook link and uh, you can click on that and then see if there's any available sponsorships if you'd like to have a nice brand new 308 and bring uh, about seven more guests with you at the table and uh, it'll be a great time yeah. for a great cause, and a lot of kids uh, benefit from that and if it wasn't for the generosity of the community, putting this thing together and uh, coming together as a as a community uh, to, to collect the funds needed. There's a lot of kids that wouldn't have the opportunity. Exactly. And you know what? You're developing something for the future, whether it be for fishing, hunting, exactly. or just enjoying the outdoors to keep what we do, our passions uh, alive and, and thriving. And, and that's what it really is well what it's and really uh, You made a great comment when we were talking about
0: the expo weeks and weeks ago. You know, that's that's the main, to me, the main thing we need to target is, like you said, the kids. I mean, they're the ones that's going to be our future hunters and outdoors men and women. So, I mean, what do you do?
1: That's it. Well, good morning. Good morning, Jim. Jim. How are you today?
4: I'm doing pretty good, guys. How about y'all?
1: Man, it's good, great good. just to hear the phones are working on the first attempt. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know? <laughs> hey, I only
4: had to try one.
1: Awesome. And we get Jim right off the bat. <laughs> How about that? So, Jim, what's good this morning?
4: Well, you know, y'all was talking about the uh, the tag limits on, on the deer in Florida, which, you know, from my understanding of what you're saying is like five. And uh, y'all know me, and I do most of my hunting up in Georgia, where up there you're allowed to shoot ten does and two. Four points or better on one side of over an inch. But even ten does and two bucks, that's an awful lot of deer.
1: How no, no, I don't know
4: anybody up there that, does, that shoots that many deer
1: but the, the opportunity is there of course the state of Georgia has a healthy population of uh, deer so they can support an opportunity like that but what's the most deer that you've ever filled in one season
4: I think the most I've ever done in one season is six and that's been several years ago I usually uh, if I put four in the freezer that takes care of me and my family now, a lot of times, you know, I get somebody says, "Hey, man, you know, can you uh can you shoot a deer for me?" And I says, "Well, you know, if I get the opportunity and I've I've met my quota, then I would I would give it a good shot." And I've done that before in the past, but I don't do that often.
1: Yeah, I, I th- yeah, that's kind of one of the things that I would, uh, if if you would, I'll just start putting my order in now, Jim. Hey, Jim, uh, just in case I don't oh, get anything in Illinois, could you yeah, we'll shoot pick me up. Order Georgia? Yeah, we'll pick up. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
4: I'll write that on my to-do list.
3: There yeah, right. It. I'll right. be
1: waiting on it, too. <laughs> don't hold Listen. your breath
3: i put his yeah. name on the sheriff's list of people to call when the deer gets hit by a car. Right. <laughs> there
2: you go. I, I you drove go. through Georgia yesterday. <laughs> so. Roadkill Cafe. There
1: well, Jim, you. <laughs> when does that season actually kick off for you up there in Georgia for the archery? When does that uh, start up?
4: Bow season starts in about three weeks. Are and you- uh, it's, uh, you know, every year I say, man, it's so doggone hot sitting out here. I'm not going to bow hunt. But every year I get out there
1: and, and for some reason every year it's you're sitting out saying the same <laughs> thing. That is for sure. If, but you
4: know, if, if nothing else, I'm at least get getting a good scouting trip out of
1: it. Yeah. well I tell you, uh, I've been up there around your place, and uh, you do. You're like Jonathan. You have a really uh, nice piece of land out there in the middle of paradise. And uh, if you manage it right, and your neighbors treat it right, you'll have plenty plenty to hunt every year. But if you got those neighbors like Jonathan. You might have to go sit at their table and eat what you didn't get.
4: Yeah. Well, everybody up there is pretty good about minding their P's and Q's. You know, we uh we make it a point to not shoot deer, you know, until they're at least four, maybe five years old, and we usually don't shoot any does till after Thanksgiving. You know, and uh, and usually I'm I'm, I'm pretty picky about the does. If it's not an older doe that's not having a good uh, fawn crop, then you know. We'll go ahead and try to take those out, but we have mm-hmm. several of them that you know are pretty identifiable that are dropping sets of twins just about every year, and I tell myself you know those are off off the table yeah you know don't those those are our, those are our future yep. but uh it it's good, and everybody adheres by the rules you know uh it's it's great, man. I couldn't ask for no better you know the the biggest enjoyment I get out of it is taking my grandkids up there and letting them see deer. <laughs> that's that's what it's all about
0: how's your cameras working jim
4: well they're doing pretty good uh i talked to bob you know we got that we got a, a new one that we just put out the gopro and uh bob finally got it set up last night it's been out there for two weeks and he just got it set up last night and <laughs> it's showing us some good signs you know i've been pressuring him pretty hard though
1: yeah the squirrels are just coming along pretty good up there ain't they
4: <laughs> well, i tell you what we're gonna have some fat raccoon. that's for dang sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good thing i appreciate the call this morning jim but that camera i got me one this week and uh i brought it with me to the studio we'll talk about it later on maybe uh uh jonathan between bill george and jonathan i should be uh educated and up to par for i leave the studio this morning so when i get up there everything will be working right
4: cool deal man good luck with it and uh y'all have a good safe hunting season and uh we will holler at you on the side
1: thank you mr right, jim. jim take care thank Same you for the you. call we are big and wild outdoors we got to take top of the hour
3: hour number two just what? around the corner what? And, well, uh, when we get back, I want to go over some of this G5 uh, sale. That's yeah. I see
1: up. you got this here flyer that you brought in. I yeah. guess Braden must have given. Yeah. That to you. Okay. Whatever. There's some good ads. We are being wild. Brought to you <laughs> well, by G5 <laughs> Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back.